This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Out to Lunch, my shiny new podcast series where I take interesting, famous folk for a meal in an eatery I think they'll like, and then I ask them pointed questions while I top up their wine glass and keep topping it up. I find interviewees really open up over a meal, and as a restaurant critic, I've spent the last 20 years practising this. Now you can join me. Today, we're in for a spot of Italian, as I sit down with actor, writer, director Stanley Tucci, perhaps best known for The Devil Wears Prada, scene-stealing in The Hunger Games, and the glorious foodie movie, Big Night. But I broke the rotisserie because the pig was too heavy, even without the head. So the question in my head was, where do you take a great Italian-American like Stanley Tucci, who happens to live in London now? And it turns out there is one restaurant here that he loves, and I'm standing out in front of it. It's called Locanda Locatelli. It's the restaurant of Giorgio Locatelli, one of Britain's great Italian-born chefs, um, someone I've known for a while. His pasta dishes are superb. It seemed the perfect fit, particularly because I know that Stanley Tucci comes here on his own dime. So this time I'm going to buy him lunch, and boy am I looking forward to it. Can we go inside now? Thank you. Marvelous. Are we recording now? Oh, we're recording. Oh, we are. Everything's oh, recording. Oh, it just started. I wasn't sure. And um, in case you were then going to question yourself. I was about to tell a filthy... Ju- no. You can. No. Oh, the wonderful right. thing Maybe about the after world, the wine. The world of the podcast is you can expletive as much as you like. Oh, no. You know? It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. You can fucking swear as much as yeah. you fucking like. <laughs> Yeah, the wine it's is our wine side. list. Oh, it's yeah. a special Coravid selection by glass. We have more choice among the wine list okay. as well. Thank um, you. Would you like to start with an aperitif, just some water? I'll start with some water in it, and I'll go right to a white wine. Perfect. Yeah, let me try the Trebbiano. Trebbiano. Yeah. Two of those. Good. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. You know, I have various roles on this, and one of them is choosing and wrangling the restaurants. Oh, really? Well, it kind of comes yeah. with the territory, yeah, given right, what I yeah. do for yeah. so my so-called job. And I did think, is it really cliched to ask Stanley Tucci to come and sit in an Italian restaurant? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, no, he's written a a couple of Italian cookbooks. He made the movie about an Italian restaurant. (laughs) And you're, you know, American-Italian, so it's all your fault. Yeah, Uh, I was so happy when I heard it was... Oh, really? Oh, my God. So how often have you been here? I don't know, I've been here quite a few times. And I have his books. Giorgio Locatelli's books. Oh, yeah. Made in Italy is a... They're fucking <laughs> incredible. They are. And, and it's monumental, isn't it? If it you, is. If you like your Italian food, that oh, is yeah. a book you ought to no, have. No, it's a your... seminal tome. I mean, it's, it's, it, and it's, I have it right... That one and Made in Sicily. I okay. have right accessible... Grissini? Wow. Sorry to interrupt. Homemade Grissini. Let's stick with Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. Thank you. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in. One of the pleasures of this was that I got to what, re-watch Big Night. Oh, yeah. Do you watch it often? No, God. Or do you not you return to, no, to your I own work? No, it's horrifying to me. I showed a clip of it two days ago because I did a workshop at the Olympic Theatre. Which scene was it? It was a scene where I'm asked 
my brother to take risotto off the menu. Right, okay. And I think he's quite serious about it. And then he just says, let's put hot dogs in. Played by Tony. Yeah, yeah, played by Tony Shalhoub. Shalhoub. Yeah. This film, for people in the food world, yeah. is held up alongside just a couple of others. Mm. Tampopo. Mm. Ratatouille, funnily enough. Ratatouille, as, yeah. <laughs> as eat, being, drink, eat, drink, man, woman. Yeah, all right. That's a lovely one. Um, but Big Night, people hold up as one of, being one of the great sort of food and drink films that actually nailed something on screen. Yeah. Was, was that part of what you were trying to capture, or were you more interested in the human drama? Was the, the element of, of a food world, of a restaurant world, important Well, you want, you want to, you want, because it, that's where it's set, you want it to be as truthful as possible. And I had worked in restaurants the movie, in, in essence, is about the struggle between commerce and art yeah. and the role of the artist in society. I mean, I should explain, right. just briefly. It's yeah. about two brothers yeah. in 1950s? 50s, 50s. Late, 90, like, yeah, late 50s, let's say. New York-ish. We, we just never outside. know. You don't ever say, no, do you? You, you never know, say you know, it is. It's near the shore. People so I, will assume Jersey, but it yeah. could be Long Island. It could be wherever. And they come over from Italy to you know, live the dream, run a restaurant. Right. The perfectionist chef brother is in the kitchen, played by Tony Shalhoub, who yeah. people will know as Abe Wiseman from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, Amazing yeah. cast, actually, if you look back, who you had in that film. I know, I was very lucky. For some reason, you appear to have written and directed a film which required you to go to bed with Isabella Rossellini. It's incredible which, how that happened. It is, isn't it? Is, isn't yeah. it? I thought mm. I was taking one yeah. for the team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the big night is they're going to have a, a great event with Louis Prima coming along. Right. I'll leave it there. To help save their, to help save their, their failing business. restaurant. Yeah. And they cook the most amazing meal for right. it. And you worked in restaurants. It's just that you capture the dynamic of that. Yeah. Well, because the dynamic of a restaurant is like the theater. That's what I liked about it. You have off stage, right in there, and then you have on stage. And once you walk through those doors, you have to completely alter your mm. behavior. No matter what's been happening in that kitchen, it could be a bloodbath happening in there, which often it is. When you come, when you walk out here, it has to be. This is a, a serene oasis. This is a safe place. I know you've worked front of house. I worked as a busboy, and then as a, a, a bar waiter. boy, yeah. a junior waiter, and then and then as a bartender in a restaurant that was no longer exists called Alfredo's, the original of Rome. So it was Alfredo who invented Fettuccine Alfredo. What, the Alfredo? Yes, no, I'm not kidding. Set up this restaurant, and I got the job because my uncle had designed the interior of the restaurant. And I got the job there, like, for a summer after, in between terms in, in university. And it was incredible because you had all these waiters from, and they were all from different countries. So everybody spoke English with an accent. You'd have all this sort of accidental poetry. That was the genesis of the... Of the of the film, and I like the fact that I didn't I couldn't make a movie about acting. I couldn't make a movie about painting or something like that. It had to be the, the idea of food just seemed more accessible to do it. It was never our intention to make a food movie, never. Oh, I think they're bringing us bread. God, here we go. This is how our homemade selection of bread. Wow. I picked a bad day to quit carbs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wrong restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrong job. Actually. Yeah, wrong job. It's, yeah. It's, the, it's the truth. So yeah. this oh, is our so bread basket. We have some plain focaccia, classic rosetta. This is cornbread, brown bread, black olives, garlic and red wine, and salted Toscano white. Over there, pizzetta with cherry tomato, oregano, thyme, and olive oil. And this one is chiacciata with tomato sauce, 
anchovies and red onions. Come si chiama questo? Pizzetta. Pizzetta. Sì. Olio extravergine di oliva, pezzo di Abruzzo, mm-hmm. 100% trebbiano, light. That's good. Bottles. We'll take two bottles of that. <laughs> to start. To start. <laughs> All right, so what, what are you thinking? You choose first, right. and then I'll, I'll follow on behind. And cheers. Cheers. I was very oh. excited to come here and talk to you. But I kind of want to try the, the, the carciofi salad. Okay. Well, I was going to go for a salad as well. I'm going to go Were for you? one at the top, yeah. And then, I don't know, I guess it would be pretty hard not to get those gnocchi. You get the gnocchi. I'll go for the linguine with crab, garlic, and sweet chili. Okay. Which makes me happy. Yeah, that's nice. I might get a, a piece of fish. But rabbit would be very tempting, wouldn't it? Well, why don't I get the rabbit? You get some fish. And you All right, you get the rabbit. All right. Okay. And I'll get the merluzzo. All right. Yeah, yeah, good. All right. We have a plan. Okay. Ready. You go first. So, I'll have the insalata di carciofi. Yes, sir. And then the special... Um, oh, no, no. I'm going to have the tortellini. Tortellini in brodo. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's too exciting. And then the uh, merluzzo. Three courses. Yes. And I'll have the insalata di puntarella, the linguine with crab, yes, sir. and the rabbit. And it's illegal not to order the zucchini yeah, fritti. I was just about to say, you have to. They have to happen. Thank yeah. you very much. Just to reassure you, if you yeah. feel that it's too much, the, you know, we, we don't talk about them much, but there is a production team sitting to our yeah, side, yeah. and we patronise them by passing them our leftovers. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what we do. Well, so we've, just we've reached a point. Somebody's sort of Dickensian. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Yeah. Some people think it's patronising. I think it's clever of them to notice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How long have you been working with them? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> I want to go back, all the way back. So your, your father, Stanley Senior, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an art teacher. Your mother, Joan. Joan. Um, mm-hmm. She worked in the in the office at the school. At the yeah. school. Yeah. Acting. When did it become a, a thought that actually that might be a thing you wanted to do? Well, obviously I wasn't getting enough attention. <laughs> I don't know. I think I always... I remember doing a play when I was a kid, like, in elementary school or primary school, whatever you call it. And, once I got on stage, I felt so comfortable. Like I knew innately what to do. You did say in one interview that actors want to be actors so they can be somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Run away from themselves. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we are many personalities. Every person is a multiple personality. And actors just choose to tap into that and not be afraid to explore it, express it. But you still, you, years, you, yeah. you, you decided this was something for you. Was there any kickback from your family? Mind you, your, your father was an no. artist, so he could hardly complain. No, I mean, we're always nervous. My mother still is nervous. That really? Yeah. She's phoning up. Are you well, eating? She's out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, what did you eat? I can see when she, if I've been home for a while. I do, and uh, your agent's like, still what's calling? going on? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, oh, what are you going to do next? I go, I don't know, I don't know. You see that concern, and you see that sort of, I knew he shouldn't have chosen this profession, you know. (laughs) So, and sometimes she's right. 
Really? I, well, yeah. Have you had doubts over the years? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. All the time. I had a friend of mine. We were doing a TV thing together. And he said, his daughter, like five-year-old daughter, came to me and said, Daddy, what do you do for a living? I said, no, honey. Daddy doesn't do anything. He just pretends to do things. <laughs> oh, we have salads. Oh, Here wow. Here we go. There's the starters ready. There's a thinly sliced, marinated, and raw artichoke salad. Beautiful. Thank you. Brocket, uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano, lemon oil dressing, and the shallow dressing as well. Thank you. Torelle, wild chicory salad, tomato petals, capers, anchovies, and breadcrumbs. Thank you. Punterelli is probably like one of the greatest things ever. Although the name's quite rude. Punterelli? I thought this. What does it mean? I thought is it kind of relationship with prostitution. Or am really? I thinking, no, you think Buttonesca. Yeah. Ignore me, Gustavo. That's uh, How is it? Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's delicate. And you want to try it? Well, it's a bit of a mess now, but... No, it's all right. You... Mm. Take uh, that, take that. Is that okay? I want you to cut that up nice. and then ask for some. Yeah. <laughs> I have no manners. You now have a, a British wife. Yeah. It sort of struck me that you almost yeah, don't married... don't tell her. Yeah. 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 Felicity doesn't know. So Felicity she Blunt... has no idea we're married. Yeah. ...who um, I know because she's an agent of my own agency. Oh, that's right. That's yes. the connection. And you met her because she's Emily Blunt's sister, yeah. and you were in The Devil Wears Prada with Emily, and then mm -hmm. you were at Emily's wedding to right. John Krasinski. You've almost married, and I, I, I think Felicity would take this the right way, into a, a parody of Englishness. <laughs> really? Well, a kind of... Well, yeah, she's a kind very of upper-middle-class yeah. English culture. Yeah. Her dad's a... A QC, a, QC. a barrister. Uh-huh. Very well-respected. Somewhere in the family, there's a well-known Tory MP. Yes, that's right. Have you met Crispin? Crispin, I have, a number of times. I like him, he's very funny. Uh, you live in the leafy suburbs. We call them the leafy suburbs, and there is no doubt that Barnes is a leafy suburb. Barnes is leafy, yeah. You lived together, I think, first in New York after you got married, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. She came and lived with me and the kids for two years in Westchester, where I was living. And I met her about a little over a year after my wife passed away. Mm -hmm. and, and then we started dating. What was it that decided you to come and live in the UK? Well, well she has an actual job, you know. I mean, she, she needed to be here. And I, I'll be honest, I was ready for a change. It was time to go. And I'd always wanted to live in Europe, or what maybe is almost Europe. And yeah. who knows? By the time this yeah. is, is available to listen yes. to, who knows? Who knows, yes. So, it, and it ended up being great. It was weird at first, obviously, but I'd spent a lot of time here. The kids had spent time here. And now I, I can't, I cannot imagine going back. And um, what about, because obviously I'm obsessed, mm -hmm. the food in London is against the food in New York. I, I think you have greater choices here. I think it's hands down much better. Not that you don't have great places in New York, but sure. you, have, you have more choices here. What about the Italian food? For the most part, it's better. You have a lot of recent Italian immigrants here. Mm. We don't have that in New York anymore. When you walk around the streets of London, I hear Italian being spoken all the time. When I go into an Italian restaurant, <laughs> just about everybody is actually Italian. And in America, this doesn't happen. The guy who started the restaurant's Italian, nobody else is Italian. If you go to Boca de Lupo, if you go to, I mean, there are so many. Italians. Italians, even the tiny little places, they're like young, 
young Italian cooks, young Italian waiters, young Italian, and that's really interesting. And I think that has a real effect on the quality of the food. Yeah, Italian American is a, a very specific thing, and it was the thing you were schooled in. Yeah, there, no, no. Well, there's there's great stories about your grandmother refusing to notice that perhaps the end was coming and carried on making gnocchi and yeah. focaccia and yeah. It's weird because, and that's part of the big night story too, I suppose, in the sense that when I met a lot of Italian Americans growing up, what they thought was good food was really not good food. I mean, to me, it was what happened to, like in the film. It was red sauce and it was meatballs. Yeah, and it was just vague. It was like, oh, we're having red sauce. Oh, we're having meatballs. Oh, have some wine. You're like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Everything was incredibly general. And also the pronunciations of things. Now, part of this is because I lived in Florence. So there was a sort of, I did learn real sort of what the Florentines, of course, say they speak the perfect Italian. The Milanese will say the same thing. But yeah, the, the one thing you have to understand about Florence is that they're not entirely convinced that Garibaldi unifying the city-states was a good idea. Right, yeah, no, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. But the, I think that the, if you just listen to the language, you hear Southern Italian speak, and you understand where Italian-American Italian pronunciation came from. Mm. But a lot of that was anathema to me. I didn't get it. And the, the food, something I definitely didn't get. The food that I ate growing up was Italian. I mean, really Italian. Your parents were second generation. It was your grandparents yeah. who, who came over. My grandparents, yeah. And so your grandparents, I assume, still had strong Italian accents? My mother's father barely spoke English. I mean... <laughs> And as he got older, it got worse. You know, he couldn't... But he was so lovely. And my grandmother, she was... She was. She came over when she was like three. She spoke perfect English, but she actually spoke with an, almost a brogue because there were a lot of Irish in that community. So a lot of Irish and Italian immigrants at that time, they picked up phrasing from one another and different pronunciation and inflections from one another. So my grandmother said certain things. She sounded like she was fucking Irish. It was so funny. It was really funny. And she was called Maggie as a nickname. But what was her name? Conchetta. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Um, there is a video that you made with the New York Times, and it's shot. Is it in the back garden of? It was my your house, house. My house in Westchester. In Westchester yeah. Okay. So we and need it to. It had the pizza oven. We need to talk. It didn't just have a pizza oven, Stanley. It had a big pizza oven. Mm. It had a grill that, um, you know, a massive mm. grill. It had mm. a, a meat oven that could take a hundred pounds of meat. <laughs> it had a barbecue grill that looked like the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. It was a Weber. 
It was a bloody big weather. It was a big weather, yeah. It was a big weather. <laughs> you had kit out there. It was the biggest weather. We'll put most restaurants to shame. Yeah. Did we you... actually broke the rotisserie that goes on the Weber because when I first met Felicity, she said, let's do a party and let's do a suckling pig. And I was like, yeah, all right, great. Let's do it. So we go and... In America, it's you know, it's not easy. Easy to get hold yeah. of. It's not easy to get hold of a suckling pig anyway. No. There, there are no butcher shops. I mean, they're like completely disappeared. So where did you get it? We went to a butcher shop okay. that was like the only butcher shop in, you know, in Ridgefield, Connecticut we went. And so we go and we ask the guy and we go, can we get a suckling pig? And he goes, yeah. So we order it in advance. It's 25 pounds, I think. 25 pounds in weight, we're talking about. Yeah. That would have to be about three exactly. feet long. Exactly. Yeah. So we put it on the rotisserie and we're like, oh, fuck. It's not going to fit. We can't. What do we do? So we had to decapitate it. And the kids were at school. And they were little, you know. The kids were at school. They came back. And I was like, guys, we had to... Daddy and his girlfriend are decapitating right. a pig in decapitating the kitchen. Decapitating a pig in the kitchen. <laughs> So had they I'm met Felicity before this? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. We had all sort of lived together in England before that when oh, I was right, doing a okay. movie, so... Okay. And so I'm there I am, sawing the head off this thing. It's, it's hard to get the head off one of those bars. It's really hard. The kids come home, and they're all... They, I go, guys, this is what we... They said, oh, why didn't you wait for us? I said, why didn't you wait for us to cut the head off? We wanted to see it. It made me so happy. That that's what they wanted to that say. That was it. You felt, yeah. my parenting has been yeah. good. Right, yes. And I can also imagine that you found yourself even more attracted to Felicity by her oh, enthusiasm. Oh, without question. And then as she was stripping down the carcass the next morning, it was very attractive. I tried to roast the head, but I, I fucked it up. It didn't work. I tried to just put it in the oven the you, next day, I think, as the oven was sort of cooling down. No, you needed to go high heat for 30 minutes before. I didn't know that. It was just disgusting. But how was the rest of the pig? Great. But I broke the rotisserie because the pig was too heavy. Even without the head. Oh, Thank you so much. With pasta parcels, with Thank you. Broth. Thank oh, that is... Isn't that so pretty? That is a beautiful thing. I know. A, a properly clarified mm -hmm. stock, which mm -hmm. is clear, crystal clear. I know. You could see your feet at the bottom of that with yeah. the swimming pool. <laughs> Linguine with crab, with white wine, chili parsley, garlic. And Thank white you crab. very Thank much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Si, si. Stop me when it's enough for you. Stop. You're welcome. Thank you. I won't be offered it because of the no, no, no. prohibition of Parmigiano on seafood, though mm -hmm. Heston Blumenthal has a different view on this. Yeah, I actually used it the other night with seafood, with shrimp. It's good. I think you can do it. But with that, I'm not so sure. Okay. I refuse. Okay. It's not your food, but, so, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try some crab? I do, I do. Have we got another fork now locking around? Look at this. Seamless production. Thank you very much. And then I'll stick my spoon in yours. How'd it come out? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Quick question. Secret to a good risotto? That's the longest silent. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think...
The quality of the rice and the quality of the stock. Just so you know, we we basically cut out the four you, hours yeah, of silence. I know, I know. The quality of the stock. And those last moments of the risotto, it's that slow sort of build up. Don't stir it too much, but it's that slow build up. And then you get to that one thing where you have to do the manticato. And mm -hmm. then you're like, that's where I panic. Manticato where you're beating in the parmigiana. And then you let it sit just for, and you have to know when to, because then it becomes either too gloopy or it becomes too, it's too still al dente. It's a nightmare. It's a, and you threw your hands in the air. Yes. Like a demonstrative Italian-American. Yes, yes. There is um, another story about you and Felicity, uh, being, uh, that she had a flat above the Ledbury mm -hmm. in Notting Hill, mm -hmm. and you were given two pheasants, mm -hmm. which hadn't been plucked because that would have no. made it so too No, easy. we asked them to give them to us. No, he said, I can give them to you, the chef. Lovely. Brett Gray. Yeah. So lovely. He said, I'll give them to you. Do you want them? And we're like, yeah. He goes, you want me to pluck them? We were like, no, we'll pluck them. Were they, Tell were, us how to pluck were they drawn or were, were the guts in or guts no, out? No, the guts were out. It was lightweight. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, lightweight, I know. Is it true you plucked them while watching Saturday Kitchen? Uh-huh. It's true. It's, it's actually true. So you can see my obsession. I can see your obsession and the fact that the Tucci table is written with Felicity. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a lovely book. It's also an hilarious cookbook. Hilarious in what way? So if you pick that book up and there you are on the table and you're you're gorgeous and you, and you think this is this is an Italian cookbook and yeah. it, it is there's uh, Von yeah. is in lot, there and lots of you yeah, know, a lot of stuff is, a lot yeah. of stuff in there and then there's Felicity's recipes for sausage rolls mm. uh, beef Wellington that's hard Fucking beef Wellington is hard shit have you ever have you attempted it yeah have you we watched did her it. do it yeah we did it together it's it's hard. I honestly think this is probably the only cookbook with both recipes for spaghetti vongole <laughs> um, and for shepherd's pie. Yeah, probably. But it's basically what we would cook in a given year. So, on some days you go, let's have the vongole. All right, now they're in season, get the vongole. And the next day, as it gets colder, you go, you know what I really love? I love some shepherd's pie. So you get the shepherd's pie. And then we say, you know what, we're going to do a party, we're going to do a thing. What about, blah, 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 no, what about Beef Wellington? Let's do Beef Wellington. But it's basically what we would cook for our family and our friends throughout the year. You write very movingly in the introduction about, you know, food being an expression of family, mm. your late wife Kate's mm. recipes being mm -hmm. a part of it. I think some people might imagine, that, you know, the, the tragedy of losing a spouse in the way you did. Mm. That you would, and then you marry somebody else, and, and that becomes the backstory, and then there's the front story. But it's it felt very much like it was all part of one story mm. and one family thing. It is one story because you can't. That story doesn't disappear. It just it becomes integral to the to the next part of your life. Your life is just one story. Sure, one long weird fucked up story. So to to compartmentalize it would be absolutely wrong. And Felicity was the one who said, wouldn't you like to include some of Kate's recipes that we use sure. on, a, on a weekly, monthly basis in the book? And I said, well, yeah, that would be great. I, I would never ask to do that because I wouldn't want to insult her. But she said, no, I think we should. We use the banana bread that we make for the kids. We use the, you know, 
the baked beans alone are the biggest hit ever. And it's really important to have that in there mm -hmm. because your kids can't dismiss no, their they, mother and no. I can't dismiss the fact that I loved her, still love her. Mm -hmm. It happened, it was. And I hope when I die, in a week. Okay. You know, and well, it's good I, that we've yeah, got the interview yeah, in now. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. well, you know, that, that, that you can be remembered in ways like that. And I think that's really important. Because she's in, she's in all of us. Um, when it comes to choosing roles and what you've decided, I, I did something which is probably, you know. What is it? I printed out your entire IMDB. Jesus. Internet movie database list of parts ever. You know it's long. Yeah, it's long. Oh, look, it's four pages. <laughs> five pages. Oh, it is five pages. No, it's six. It's, it's lots. It's too long. Is it too long? I mean, I got the impression that admirably you would prefer to work than not. Well, yeah. As I get older, yeah. no. It's changing. Yeah, it's changing. Now I have to work. I have to fill the coffers, number one. We just moved into a new house. So. And, and I, I need it. Like, I need to do it. Sure. And do I need it as much as I used to? No, I don't. If I really could sort of just direct stuff, I would be very happy about that. Looking at those roles, when they come along, you know, the devil wears Prada. I've watched a whole a bunch of stuff prior to. Well, you're very kind to. Devil, devil, devil wears Prada, Prada yeah. um, Big Night, obviously, um, Children's Act. Yeah. I just watched a brilliant film. You have a thing, which is stillness on camera, being mm -hmm. absolutely still while the rest of the world around you is madness. Film acting. Is it about doing less? I sort of think all acting is about doing less. Unless... <laughs> unless it's about doing more. Uh, and do you know what I mean? I mean, when it comes to... It depends on the genre. But you can, you can be really as big as you want to be. As long as it's truthful. I think that's the thing that attracts me to farce. Is that a lot of times when people do farce, they're showing us that they're being funny or that they're being exaggerated. But it can't be that, because then that's not funny. It has to be completely real. So the behavior inside is exactly the same. You're simply modulating your performance. That's all. You once said it's easier to make people cry than laugh. Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's easy. But I think particularly in Julia and Julia, so you have... You have Julia, who's very sort of... Sort it's of about the great Julia Child. Yeah, yeah. And Julia Child was very flamboyant and very sort of... She was like the Delia Smith, for anybody who's listening in the UK. Yes. She was a great sort of domestic cook. Yeah. And wrote... And she pretty much taught a generation of women what French food meant. She did. And I did say women, but it is pretty much the well, way that, the in that time, age it would it have was, been. At the time, it was women. Yeah, now it's everybody. Yeah, sure. But those books are really, really important still mm. to this day. And also what she did on television was really important because talk about filming stuff in real time. I mean... She really... There wasn't much of This Is One I Made Earlier, was No. There? there was like... You know, they'd have the roast ready, but for the most part, her mistakes were there. And we saw them. I mean, there's a the classic one of her dropping the chicken on the floor or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. 
But I often play, you know, the, the secondary character, a tertiary character, a supporting role. It's up to me to support whoever is playing those lead roles. So, and we have to look at each scene, we have to look at the thing. Is it, whose scene is it really? And really, that movie was about her. The movie's about her. And I had to step back, and, and I could have done like a Boston accent, because he had a Boston accent. But that would make no sense. Nobody knew what Paul It's Charles also Charles one of the like. most peculiar American yeah, accents. Yeah, it's a very there weird people accent. People find it very, very Right, important. so she has her, so Meryl's doing Julia. <laughs> that, you don't need me coming in with a Boston accent that would just be weird so to me I did what he did which is I'm here to support you and I just lay back and I watch you I adore you and when I feel the need to step forward I step forward is it true that you said to Meryl Streep that you have to cook together yeah and was it her place your place what did her you do? place her place and it was Blanquette de Vaux wasn't it we did it was Blanquette de Vaux I thought that's right she made a beautiful tartatin and we did make Blanquette de Vaux, which took us way too long. I have no recollection what it tastes like because we drank too much wine. All right, so quick question. We were supposed to eat at 8, we ate at 9.30. Was that process really of any value whatsoever to working together, or did you just fancy having a really good cooking experiment with Meryl? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both, because it, it connects you. And then you have some little piece of history. We knew each other. But we had this nice little piece of history. I did once write a piece in which I said that I most trusted in life the people I'd cooked most successfully with in the kitchen. Yes, I believe that. If you can rely on them to be doing the thing they're meant to be doing over there uh, while you're doing the thing over yes. here, you also know they're probably safe if you get caught in a war zone. It's true. It's, it's, it's actually true. Felicity and I work very nicely in the kitchen together if we've planned out what we're doing. If it's sort of like, oh, maybe I'll do this and maybe you do that, no. Then you end up at sort of at loggerheads. You're like, why did you, what happened to that? Oh, I cleaned it up. I have great difficulty and I have, I have friends who love to cook and I have a lot of friends who just have no interest in it. And I do find it very hard, whether it's a man or a woman who not just doesn't like to cook, but doesn't like to eat. That's tough. I have a, a couple of friends who are not eaters, and I have great difficulty with that aspect There must be, there must be yeah, extenuating circumstances as to why they remain your friends. Yeah, 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 I love them, but yeah, I just want them to eat. Yes, That's thank you. pan-fried cod with braised lentils and parsley sauce. Thank you so much. Rabbit oh, leg wow. wrapped in parmaham, cooked in confit with rabbit saddle, polenta, real radicchio. Thank you. Would no, you I, I have what to say, it? Would you uh, get? I, um, I got something very pretty. <laughs> is, that the, is that the pheasant? That, that's the no. rabbit leg. Rabbit leg. Fucking hell. <laughs> and the fried bit, Thank you. God, that's beautiful. It is. But what's underneath? They're punterelle. I'm going to say child fennel, but we'll find out. Jesus. That's a... You're swearing at that's my That's a sizable rabbit leg, too. Yeah, well, I, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you share. You know, rabbit's just one of my favorite things ever. Ever. Grilled radicchio. Um, no, yes, 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 yes. All right, yes, yes apparently. I don't really have to do any parenting later. Yeah. <laughs> it will sound like a pointed question, it isn't. I'm just genuinely curious. No. As you say, you have, you have been supporting, uh, supporting roles. Mm -hmm. 
in many significant ways. Have you ever thought, why am I why not am I the not? leading man, yeah. or are you? Do you prefer the parts you get? No, no, I, I have thought that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, of course. And sometimes, although you didn't tend to steal the scene from whoever you're supporting. Candy from a baby. <laughs> I, I, you know, yes. Would would that be nice? That would be great. Obviously, I'm not certainly movie star handsome, and I'm not, you know. My thought now. I'm sorry, you're gorgeous. I just need there was an open Darling, that, that was good. That was good. Play that twice. And cut uh, out the gap. Yeah, and cut out the gap. <laughs> yeah. No gap. In fact, before I even. Having a role to sink your teeth into, that's really the most important thing. If you can have something that's substantial, and then you can have that again and again, but they're varied. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of being an actor. So, will I ever be a box office sensation? No, I don't think so. And people always say, you know, oh, when did you make it? You know, when did you pick? I was like, I've never made it. Oh, it's true, because, you know, I've told you, the, the, the internet movie database list of your parts runs to six pages if you print it out on A4 right. and 12 point. And I was but trying to look through it and say, where, where, was, where was the point? And Big Night sticks out to me in 96, yeah. and it drew you a lot of attention. Yes. You won a lot of awards at yeah. very nice film festivals. And yeah, but we never... If you were to take that movie today, that movie was never um, nominated for any major awards. Because it was this tiny little movie. Independent film was different at the time. Do you have other scripts waiting? Yes. That you've written? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you said, well, I'm not going to do the parody, but what I really want to do is direct. Yeah. But you did pretty much say, but what I really want to do is... Yeah, I do, because it, uh, part of the reason is I don't like to wait. And as an actor, always waiting. You can be on set for 12 hours and work for an hour. That's what it is, and it's really boring. It's so boring. And you just want to keep going. You want to, that's why making independent film because there's a pressure of time and pressure of time, reset, money. shoot, it's like reset, shoot. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I love that. We have the dessert menu in front of us, yeah. which does look to me like it's bending the knee at all the stations of the cross. <laughs> what about, uh, they have a tiramisu martini. A tiramisu martini? Did your eyes go to the after-dinner yeah, after cocktail? after-dinner cocktail. They I do. I think I need to point out that I've just had another napkin laid over the pristine tablecloth in front of me because I made a mess, but Stanley, you haven't. So no, I didn't. You are I, basically I, better than me. It, it's true. And I've um, always felt that. Yeah. Yeah. You're cleaner than me. Cleaner. I'm at least cleaner than you are. Uh, you go. You go. I don't, I don't All right. Know. So I'm kind of interested. I have a slight obsession with Mont Blanc. And I think the Crema de Castagna is a kind Creme of... Is a, mm. heading towards... Yeah. A Mont Blanc. That sounds pretty incredible. Thank you. Would you like a coffee or tea or maybe after dessert? I'll have a large espresso. Large espresso together? Yeah, why not? Okay. I think... Um, Do you just want to cut to the tiramisu martinis? I think so. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you imagine? I'll, I think I'll just have the tiramisu. That's fine. Thank no you. Coffee for you? Uh, yes, I will have a coffee. Yeah. Well, I don't, actually, do I need a coffee? No, I don't. Not with that. No. 
No, I'm fine. Up to you. No, I'm fine. No call. Thank you. But I will use the restroom. That's fine. If you'll excuse me. If you'll excuse me for a minute. What's your approach to craft services on set? I just heard my assistant laugh. <laughs> that I, uh, but the, the American way of craft services mm. is laid out. Mm. Describe it. I mean, how could you describe that buffet mm -hmm. of hell? It's a great buffet if you're 12. If you're 12 or, years old, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's candy, it's... Or if you're back your, your, your crew and you are having to do proper physical labor unlike yeah. the effete actors. Or right, right, yeah, right. Here's the thing, it depends on the movie. Some movies, you know, lower budget movies, you're just gonna get sort of shitty craft service. If you work in a Steven Spielberg movie. Tell me. You're actually gonna get, you're like, wow, that's really great. And like, you can't wait when they go, okay, um, uh, we need a half hour to turn around and go like, well, I'm gonna go to the craft service table. It's very exciting, because so, well, I know uh, they're having hot dogs today. And they're really good hot dogs. So Steven Spielberg gives yeah. good craft well, services. He does, because he, because <laughs> he, he, I've never seen anybody treat a crew so generously. You know, he's so organized and he has these really reasonable days. He has proper 12 hour days, not the 15 or 17 hour days. So a homemade tiramisu. Thank you so much. Yeah. With uh, some coffee, uh, this one is coffee meringue and then you have some pumpkin ice cream and the maranglasiente. Very beautiful, thank you. Enjoy. Thank you so much. These are chocolate truffle, uh, almond amaretto biscuit, white chocolate and vanilla marshmallow. Thank, thank you. you. I if it's not too short for you. No, that's fine. Did you not order one? No, I didn't. Oh, no, because you got... The stuff actually, here. I should tell you a yeah. story. I'm often asked, is there anything that you've ever got wrong in your reviews? Mm. And I genuinely say no, apart from one, and it was my review of Lacanda Locatelli. I uh, said that there were problems with service, and this was demonstrated by the fact that my wife had asked for a decaf coffee at the end because she was very sensitive to caffeine, it would keep her awake. And that night she was awake through the night mm -hmm. and she was furious because clearly they'd not given her a decaf coffee. And I, somebody then wrote in and said, are you sure they didn't give her a decaf coffee, or could it have been the tiramisu you said she had for dessert? Absolutely. Yes, it Brilliant. was the tiramisu, because, yep. you know, there's a, there's uh, a kick hello. there, isn't there? Yeah. How is it? It's really good. You know it's going to happen. Oh, if you yeah. want to yeah. get into that. What's this? Um, is that mango? What is it? Pumpkin. That's incredible. Mm. That's really good. Is it pumpkin? Mm. I think so. Mm. Wow. Pumpkin ice cream, who knew? Are there any scripts you turned down that you regret? Because you then saw what the... No. All right. No. No. I do not go in to audition for The Usual Suspect. Do you remember that movie? Yes. You, were, you, were you asked to audition for it? Yes, and I didn't, because I actually thought I had the money for Big Night. And I didn't. And I should have just gone in so, uh, are we, for the audition. I mean, this is 25 years ago. 
so and who knows whether you would have been right. given the part Instead but that it, film it was Kevin Spacey well there is that yeah. <laughs> was that the part you were asked to read yeah. for Kevin Spacey's part mm -hmm. yes actually yes you've done a lot of voice work over the years yeah yeah animated oh yeah yeah I love it particularly uh, the one that I have to refer to is Herb Kazaz Oh, yeah. If I pronounce his, the character's name correctly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Bojack. Bojack, yeah. It's an extraordinary series. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. <laughs> no, I'm really bad. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen it. I mean, I read the scripts. Oh, but the script? And they're funny. No. You've never seen it? Okay. All right, so Bojack holds... Cut me a little bit. Cut me a little bit. Okay is the best here i will dive in there uh is the best i think take a big account of, this, of modern i can't eat alone. uh la in the film business really which just happens to be performed by a large horse and a, an agent played by a cat listen if you if you if you see nothing else yeah watch the eulogy episode which is an episode in which bojack gives a eulogy to his his appalling abusive dead mother it is a single performance. Oh, this is a, this is a cartoon, but this horse, obviously Bojack, delivers a speech about his dead mother, and that's the whole episode. And it's brilliant in every single way. It's a piece of writing, even if you don't know what's gone before. Really? Yeah. And it resulted. My my, my two boys are completely obsessed by Bojack, and I was my walking. My son loves it. Walking down somewhere with with my youngest, and he said to me. Do you know what the difference is between a manager and an agent? I said, no. And he said, a manager will tell you what the difference is between a manager and an agent, and an agent won't bother. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I said, that's brilliant. It's true. But what? And he yeah. went, Bojack. <laughs> See, all right, now I have to watch it. You do. Somebody came up to me the other day and they said, and, you, and your character is, is really quite significant. Is it? Yeah. You oh, get all the best good. parts. Yeah, I do. It's true. No, it's terrible. I feel bad I haven't watched it. You've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. Um, all it reminds well, me is say, Stanley Tucci, right. thank you for letting me take you out to lunch. Thank you for letting me eat with you. It's been fun. It's been really fun. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. It's all mine. Well, wasn't that a joy? I could have sat and talked to Stanley for hours. In fact, I did. So why not take the opportunity to rate and review Out to Lunch? It really does help other people find us. And while you're at it, do share us and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Out to Lunch is a Something Else and Jay Rayner production and was brought to you by Josh Gibbs, Hester Kant, Selena Ream, Robert Abel, Darby Doris and Steve Ackerman. I'd be nothing without them. The music was written, arranged and performed by me, Jay Rayner on piano and Robert Rickenberg on bass. Do have a listen to the other episodes and next time singer, songwriter, podcaster extraordinaire Jessie Ware will be unfolding her napkin. Do you, you didn't... not like um, Hawaiian pizza either? Are you talking pineapple on pizza? Yeah. I love it. You're going so well. <laughs> <sighs>